you. Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM. Arizona's Sports Station. From the auction community studios on this Wednesday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. Wolf, where we talk about teams with five running backs and only teams with five running backs. How's it going over there? (laughs) I really appreciate you highlighting that once again. So does Dave Pash. You can call him David if you want, Basinonians. But I will tell you right now, I don't think that room is going to stay five running backs. I will continue to say it. Yet it appears right now there are five running backs on the Arizona Cardinals 53. That is definitely a surprise to me. Can I tell you the bigger surprise to me is the fact they have six inside linebackers. Yeah, maybe we actually should start there. What do you make of that? Because that is that is a lot of resources. And I'm fine if you want to keep more defensive players than offensive players because I think you're, you're a little more confident in what you have on offense. But that's a lot at one position, at that position in particular, where you've taken a guy in the first round two of the last two times you've had a first-round pick. Yeah, you know, honestly, I didn't think they were going to keep 10 linebackers overall. I didn't think they were going to keep 10. I thought maybe they'd have four guys on the edge because edge, of course, has been a little shallow right there. Four guys on the edge. Maybe they'd keep five, no doubt about it, because of how many good special teams players they have on the inside linebacker on their depth chart. They've got a lot of really good special teams players like Tanner Vallejo, by way of example. And Tanner Vallejo, by the way, this is a guy that also, if if you've got to get out of a game with Tanner Vallejo as your Mike Backer, I'm okay with that because Tanner knows the position, knows how to play it, and knows how to bring it. I'm going to be fine with that. But I didn't think they were going to keep 10 linebackers overall, let alone 11. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, again, maybe that makes some sense because that's where you have the most question marks. So that's where you want the most lottery tickets, I guess. Lottery tickets is a little extreme, but you know what I mean? Like, we want the most chances for somebody to actually flash but that's still, that's that's 20% of your roster, and yeah. it's allocated to linebackers. I'm just saying that's a situation, though, where, once again, you want to keep the best 53. You, you don't want to keep a, a lot of players at a position who are, you know what, they're okay, they're not really that good, um, whatever it may be. You, you don't want to pack a position because, you know, you, you, you don't feel good about that room. Yeah. <laughs> you want the best 53 overall. And sometimes you're only going to have three tight ends. Isn't that right? Yeah. Do they really? I, and I know you wanted four. But considering the three that they have, would a fourth have ever really played? I mean, I guess a little bit, but not much. And, well, and if like, am I to read into this that Max Williams is maybe closer than I thought he was? Um, I would say no. Uh, I would say no yeah, right now. Listen, uh, and it does. So listen, Max Williams is going to play. I believe that this year he is. Uh, maybe, maybe it's by October. It, there are some people that will tell you right now they believe Max Williams is ready to play now. Uh, I, I don't think that is the case. Okay, again, nobody's told me this. This is pure speculation. 
watching Max Williams, watching him go about practice, watching what he does. I think he still needs a little bit more time. So here's what you do. You keep three guys at the tight end position. By way of example, of course, Trey McBride, Max Williams, and Zach Ertz. Those are your three tight ends. You're going to get them on the 53. Now, all of a sudden, you can IR Max Williams. You can IR him, and he can be back in three weeks. That's what I think they're going to do, and they're going to bring back bring somebody another else tight back. end. Yeah. Yes. yeah, no, that makes I mean, that's the thing. That's that's why Cliff kept saying it was so fluid yesterday. Yeah, you got a name. You have to. That deadline is you have to get down to fifty three. You know, prior to that, you could be at eighty, but it doesn't have to be those fifty three. In fact, we've already seen a lot of teams make some changes. Uh, also, he didn't make the fifty three man roster, but Trace McSorley is back on the practice squad as of this morning. So there you go, man. Okay, so there it is, right there. He's back on the practice squad. I'm your I never thought he'd going. actually clear waivers at that point in time. Yeah. I didn't think he would. They, they must have had a pretty good inclination that, you know, you can't guarantee that he's going to clear waivers because there's 31 other teams. And I know you're not watching Hard Knocks, Wolf, but Detroit certainly could use a backup quarterback. Uh, but at the same time, they must have had a pretty good feeling that, okay, we could probably roll out like 20, 22 teams from even being interested. And then there's a couple other quarterbacks other teams might like more, whatever. So I feel like they probably had a, a fairly good inclination he would get back to their practice squad. Uh, and he did. And uh, the receivers are basically what you would expect to make this team. We're going to get uh, more into this a little bit later on in the show. But, you know, Hopkins being suspended, they are able to go with Rondale Moore, Antoine Wesley, Andy Isabella, Greg Dortch, A.J. Green, and Hollywood Brown. Yeah, your thoughts on that. What are your takeaways? Uh, I want to know what's what Antoine Wesley's status is. <laughs> because if his status is not great for week one, you're going to need Andy Isabella or Greg Dortch to do something. And I don't know how much Andy Isabella wants to be here right now after some of the stuff we heard yesterday. So, like I said, we're going to get more into that later on in the show. But... It seems like he, you know, we were talking yesterday, playing those clips uh, on Monday of, of how he felt like he had a chip on his shoulder and, you know, it's me against the world. And, and you know, I said at the time and, and so did you like, yeah, that's great. You know, if you if that's what you got to do to hit the next level, he hadn't hit it the first three years. He seems to be hitting it now. But that chip shouldn't be aimed at the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Kind of seems like it might be aimed at the Cardinals. No, you know, once again, um, go ahead and wear that, man. Take that chip and bury it into your heart. We're going to get into this a little bit more, and I want to do that. But Andy Isabella's got to step off that line right now and realize this is the way that it is. This is this is a paradigm right now where you're talking about hyper-aggressive dudes, and you got to step off that line. You've got to be accountable for what you've done and not done. And because of that, I really think this is going to be ultimately very, very good for Andy Isabella because it left a mark, did it not? Yes, it did. That wide receiver room overall, I think, is hyper-competitive. They've got a lot of dudes that can contribute. I mean, even Greg Dortch, at some point in time, you watch, with injuries, of course, over the course of a year, Greg Dortch is going to contribute and and be significant, I think, in that contribution. He, he may have to he may have to do it in week one. I mean, if you if you really if you look at this, and Gambo's the one that tweeted out uh, yesterday that Isabella made the roster, but from what he's hearing, uh, he hears that Isabella wanted to be traded once a fresh start and snaps over being a depth guy that might not play. But when you couple that with with just Andy Isabella's tone after the game over the weekend. 
you know, it, it's a very fine line. You you need to have that sort of, okay, you don't believe me, I'll prove you wrong. If you don't have that, I don't think you can be real successful in sports at most levels. So you have to have that. And obviously he needed that to kick in because he's playing the best football of his career. But Wolf, he had one catch last year. I mean, he has not done anything in the NFL in three years. A lot of teams would have already given up on him, and the Cardinals have stuck by him. So I, I was... I'm a little thrown off if he's looking around being like, yeah, and the Cardinals are the ones that held me back, and they're the ones that stopped believing in me. Dude, one catch last year. Like, I'm trying to get on board. Okay, so we're going with Andy Isabella right now. We're going to talk about Andy Isabella right now. Good. You know, okay, how about this right here? Um, uh, Andy, were you not actually given the opportunity to go out and seek a trade for yourself? You and your agent? Look at I I mean I understand this this wanting to hey listen okay you know you you guys turned your back on me and I understand that I understand you being angry that's fine but you have to take responsibility Andy you have to take responsibility yourself for what you have done there was nobody trying to hold you back there's no way Andy I mean stop and think about that nobody's trying to hold a second round pick back Trust me on that one. Nobody in the organization would would be doing that or even thinking of that. They want to see you. They are invested They're in you. They're very invested succeeding. in him succeeding, considering who went after. I mean, look, everybody makes the joke of, of who he went two picks ahead of. You don't think the Cardinals want him to pay off the pick? So it just comes down to this, Andy. It's okay to feel this way. It is. It's okay, man. That's the veritable chip on your shoulder. Bury it in your heart so it doesn't go away. Bury it in your heart. Take responsibility for what you've done and say, you know what, I, I'm I'm going to make it in this league. And that's great to be confident and feel that way. It is. Step off the line, though. Throw the shoulders back and square the jaw and be accountable for your role in all this. No, no, no. That was... That was- We've been talking about the uh, possibility that he may get traded because he has more value right now and they obviously need a corner. But um, I didn't necessarily expect him to be like, I need to go somewhere else to get my career going. Like, all right, uh, we'll get back into that certainly throughout the show. Bix Picks is back for the 2022 NFL season. So text pick to 620-620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize, which is a 75-inch TV courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners are going to receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. So text pick to 620-620 to enter. We come back. The D-backs are absolutely electric right now. What's been the most impressive aspect of this little run they're on? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. It's been one week since you looked at Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Come back and see me three days to living room. I really have this on my fault, but couldn't tell you well, there's a lot to like about the baseball team in town right now, Wolf. It's funny because the D-backs are 61 and 67. So if you, you know, if you're just driving through town, no, I don't follow the D-backs at all. What are they talking about? They're six games below 500. It does not feel like a six game below 500 team right now. It feels like it feels like you have to watch or go to the game or listen to the game when they're playing. You know, it feels like appointment viewing at this point, and it's. For a lot of different reasons. It's not just one guy, although we're going to start with Corbin Carroll, who I did the math quickly. Five RBI in his first two games. So over the course of the season, he's on pace for 405 RBI. Yeah, okay, that's that's really good right there. That'd be a record. 
can I just, I'm sorry, I'm parachuting in from 30,000 feet right now. Okay, I, I have to do this. This team, forget about Corbin Carroll. He's great. Oh, he is, stop it, Corbin, 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 Corbin. Stop it. Um, How can I forget team, about him if you keep whispering his name? This, this team is unlike any I have seen since I started broadcasting at Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. It is unlike any Diamondbacks team I have seen. They are an athletic freak show. You, you, what, what is going on? Is this the game of baseball? Are these baseball players that are out? No! These are grandmaster guru sensei athletes that are out on the field. I, I've never, man, I've never seen anything like it, Luke. Sitting there in the left field bleachers with my own eyes. Vetter James, my son, and myself looking out over this unbelievable realm of athleticism. It blew my mind watching it with... You lose a little bit of something on television. You do. Yeah, definitely. You lose a little little of the, the reality of it all on television when you watch it on the matrix watching it with your own eyes the flat out speed i mean jake mccarthy what are you doing who are you dalton varsho i mean what are you trying to prove dalton varsho corbin carroll you're a freak alec thomas what i i gotta tell you right now man this if 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 you're not in love with this team right now, man, you don't like the game of baseball because this is baseball through and through. Well, this this is if you if you I've always contended if you are a true fan of a team, you can get behind a rebuild. You can't get behind multiple rebuilds rebuilds that start over again and over again and they never go anywhere. But if you tell a true fan of any team in any sport, "Hey, look, we're rebuilding." But when we get good again, we're going to be really good. We're not going to start over in two years. We're not going to develop players and give them to other teams when they get good. We're in this for the long haul. I think as a fan, you can get behind that. There's a lot of reasons to get behind this team right now. Now, you mentioned that you, you, you're you at the game and, and you watched Corbin Carroll and it doesn't even look real. Here's Tori Lovello. It was one of those situations where I stopped and watched him. I wasn't tracking the ball. Usually I'm tracking the ball, watching where the cutoff man is standing, um, watch, and then I pick up where the catcher is lined, lined up just to make sure that the defensive alignment is, is intact. Uh, and then I start to pick up the runner pretty close to third base. But... Um, I watched him from the second the ball was hit, and I think uh, he covered 31 feet per second, which is pretty amazing. It's and he should have had a home run. Did you see that stat? He hit the home run. Or the ended up being a double to center field. It would have been a home run in 29 of the 30 major league parks. Yes, yeah, I saw that. Listen, uh, again, he hit it off. Uh, you know, a, a guy that is a position player. We all understand that. It really doesn't matter. This guy is incredible. Just. I'm looking at the speed base in Onions, and I think to myself, how many runs will this outfield save a pitcher over the course of a season because of their ability to run down balls? How many runs are they going to save when you put three guys in the outfield that have this kind of speed and, and some of the biggest gloves you've ever seen? And I mean that metaphorically speaking, of course. Great defenders. How many runs are they going to save a pitcher over the course of a season? How many infield hits are they going to leg out and score, eventually score because they legged out an infield hit? 
How many base hits will these guys stretch into doubles or triples, Jake McCarthy? Because they flat out can run. They don't need to worry about stealing bases. They just got to stretch it out, use their athleticism and their speed on the base paths, and they'll score more runs than not. How are you going to fit all these guys in the lineup? I mean, this is the thing. Last night, they they had McCarthy DHing, right? Alec Thomas didn't even play the night before. He got in there for a second. Last night, he had his first four-hit game. Uh, McCarthy had five RBI as the DH last night. You know, <laughs> Corbin Carroll and Alec Thomas were supposed to be great defensively, and Alec Thomas already is, and I have no doubt Corbin Carroll will be as well. Dalton Varsho, a year ago, Wolf was a catcher, and he's making ridiculous plays out there in I, the outfield. Outfield. I love the fact that you brought that up, Luke, because once again, this is it. Uh, <laughs> This is this is what I'm talking about: the competitiveness between these athletes. Don't call them baseball players. Not that there's anything derogatory. Not that there's any type of derogatory comment attached to that. But don't call them. It's too simple to call them baseball players. These guys are athletic freaks. That's what they are. And they're out there playing? I I could not even believe it. The competitiveness between these guys right now. They're on a five-game winning streak in which they've scored 45 runs. That's normal. 45 they, they who are you all right we, <laughs> i mean i've got to tell you man the team is this is the most fun i've ever had watching a baseball team they they are a very very entertaining team to watch and like i said it's a it's a lot more enjoyable when you feel like you're watching the start of something and not just a flash in the pan but i'm pretty sure we like lose our license if we don't talk about Zach Gallon in this segment because to me, big picture, he might even be the biggest story because you got to have an ace. And they don't just have an ace, Wolf. They may have the best pitcher in baseball right now. <laughs> 34 and a third scoreless innings, 88 pitches over seven innings last night. Like, it's not even, doesn't even look like, it looks like he could be multitasking and doing something else. Oh, sorry, i got to go out there and pitch another scoreless inning. And they'll come. 34 and a third is now the second longest streak in franchise history. I was just kind of looking at stuff last night. The last time he gave up a run, Stone Garrett wasn't on the team. Obviously, Corbin Carroll wasn't. That doesn't prove anything. Tommy Henry wasn't even on the team. And Tommy Henry's making his sixth start today. Yeah. That's the last time Zach Gallen gave up a run. I. It's incredible what Zach Gallen is doing once again. That obviously is a big takeaway from, from last night's game and from the entire season. But I, I'm sorry, man. I, again, Zach Gallen, I expect that out of Zach Gallen. We all know how good Zach Gallen is. It is, it is the fact that this team is not only, I don't even want to call it small ball. It's speed ball is what it is. Speed ball. In the game of football, there's a saying that says speed kills. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever talks about that in baseball. Speed kills. And yet watching left, they're dismantling a, a playoff team, in my opinion. Yeah, Philly needs these games, and they're going to drop out of a, a playoff spot because Just they came to Arizona win. thinking they were going to pick up at least two, maybe three wins, and they were up 7 nothing on I, Monday, and the D-backs scored 22 in a row over two games. How many guys can you have on a team that are 26 or younger? How many guys can you actually have that are 26 and under that are the reason why you're winning? Okay, Zach Gallen's 27. Strike that. Zach Gallen's 27. This is... He just turned 27. Like, uh, all right, I'm just saying no. Well, you to your point, point, Wolf, 
Four D-backs rookies accounted for all 12 RBIs in last night's 12-3 win over the Phillies. <laughs> That's there an amazing go. stat. The freak show is real. And Basinonians, you're missing it, man. If you're not showing up, you are missing it. I kid you not. You want to see baseball like you've never seen it? <laughs> Speedball is what it is. Zach Gallen turned 27 on August 3rd. So we're getting the exact opposite of Chris Paul, right? Chris Paul's like the best guard in the league, and then he turns 37 and the Suns fall apart. Man. Zach Gallen hasn't given up a run since he turned 27. He turned 27 the day after the last time he gave up any runs, and now he just, he, he's on. He, Basically unhittable out there. And the next time we talk about this, Basin audience, we have to talk about the fact that these guys, these young outfield, they're feeding off each other. Yeah, that's... They're they're competing against each other. Oh, baby, look out. All right, when we come back, the Cardinals are keeping five running backs on the roster, but for how long? Two-time Super Bowl champion Max Starks is going to join us next for some maximum football. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum football. Please welcome us from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. Yeah, Max Starks joining us now, and for the next few segments here, Wolf, as we talk about the Arizona Cardinals, officially trimming that roster down to 53 before we get deep into this. Max, how's it going? I am doing well, fellas. Thank you for asking. It's a lovely day in the neighborhood. Good to be back out in Arizona, outright. <laughs> um you know, finished up preseason, was at training camp out in Pittsburgh, so I'm happy to be back home. Happy to be home. Happy to be talking to you guys. Yeah, so Max, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, cut down day, it always, it fills me with an energy. There, there's an energy, and it's not all good. <laughs> yeah. It's not all good, Max. It's one of these deals where you think to yourself, man, there's a lot of guys that are, are losing and, and getting their dreams crushed. And yet there's a lot of guys where, man, it's coming to fruition, where they're actually going to not only make the team, but go on to have 10 and 12-year careers in the NFL. It fills me with an energy. What about you? How do you feel when you get that cut-down day? I mean, it, it, it's that bittersweet day, Wolf, like you talked about. It, it's a day where a lot of hard work is paid off and guys make a roster. But then it's also a sad day when you have guys who, you know, it's the end of the road, right? Boys to Men song starts playing in the background as you make that long walk down the hallway with your stuff in your garbage bag. And you realize that your journey, you know, at this particular place, at this particular venue is over. And so... It's that it's that mix mix of emotions, like you said. I mean, to be on one side of it, it's a joyous day, right? I'm a part of a team. This team deemed that I was acceptable, that I played well enough, that I deserve a spot on this roster. And then the other side of it, as an athlete that's competed probably since Pop Warner, Pee Wee football, high school, and 
college and you get to the league and this was the dream come true and then that dream gets deferred um so it, it like you said it, it's a, it's a mix of energy it can be put in a lot of different directions it's bittersweet so you try and have some depth uh depth i'm sorry deafness to your to, to you know to your tone when you talk about the roster but also you know also celebrate the guys that busted their butts to make it on this roster as well Talking to Max Starks, Max, uh, one of the positions everybody was watching closely throughout training camp in the preseason was the running back room because the Cardinals have more depth there than they've had in a long time. But common sense sort of indicated they can't keep all five, right? And yet at the same time, who are you going to let go out of that group? Well, they kept all five. So what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you look at the cut list, you're like, wait, where, is there a running back that's on this? No, there's not one. No, all of them, all of them are viable. We're, we're going to call, we're going to call up Wolf. We're going to ask him to strap on his, you know, his, his old U-bar helmet and, uh, and, and the leather chin strap. And we need him to be a fullback for six different running backs. I mean, this is, you, feel I mean, really this good. Is... Feel really good. Could probably go for a short, stubby, uh, fullback from West Virginia. <laughs> Aside from that, I think we're pretty good. <laughs> See, there we go. There we go. See, hey, Hey, don't hey, don't be surprised when there's a time time call. All right, but I mean, th- th- I mean, are we going to run full house Maryland offense? I mean, you have th- three running backs in the backfield at a time. Um, uh, I think this is a move to say. You want to have some trade pieces. You want to have some bullets in the chamber if, if some other additional moves need to be made. Um, you know, I mean, because right now, if you look at it, you say we got six running backs. How, how many linebackers again? No, it's actually yeah. It was it was five <laughs> running backs and six inside linebackers. Yeah, see, that's just that. that, that I mean, backs, that was that was it's like your whole team right there. Man. The whole team is running yeah. backs and linebackers. Th- this is like an '80s football game right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you know that's not what's gonna what gonna be when when it comes week one against Kansas City. But you know, it, it's funny to look at it now. I mean, you know, I look at some of the other ones that were guys that were actually cut. You know, in this, you look at Devin Kennard being one of the linebackers that did not make this uh, roster, and then you look at some of the offensive line cuts and. I'm just, you know, Josh Miles, Justin Murray, those are the two that jump out at me um, for cut. Obviously, because of injury reasons, you had to let those guys go. But it, that, that's what I'm going to be looking at. I'm looking at the offensive line. I think, I think one of those extra running backs or linebackers might be reserved until they can find some more depth for the offensive line. And, and that group, I think you, you saw the trade yesterday um, as well. Um, just creating more of a competition there on the secondary side. So, I mean, I, I see it. it. It's funny to see that many running backs on a roster because yeah. you know there's not enough time. But maybe they're all great special teamers, Wolf. Maybe they're all just great special teamers. Yeah, and yeah, you know, that obviously is what you've got to consider as well. Now, I also think, too, when you say six inside linebackers, remember the star backer is counted as one of those guys, Isaiah Simmons. And we know Isaiah Simmons is going to be a guy they're going to move around. Oh, man, they're going to move him all over the place. So, you know, I understand still, I think five inside linebackers minus Isaiah Simmons is still an awful lot to keep on this team. But we'll have to wait and see any other uh, thoughts that you had in regard to the roster and how it broke down. You know, I, w- I was I, w- I was kind of, uh, you know, Little bewildered when Aaron Brewer got cut. <laughs> that was one. <laughs> Thought he's been doing a good job. You know, you don't see unless it's an extra long snap. You don't usually see long snappers cut. 
So, so that was one that kind of surprised me on there. Um, but you know what, yeah. Max? I looked at that and I just thought, okay, that was a way to keep somebody else. He's a deep. That was, a, that was a way to keep the the fifth running back. Yeah, yeah. right. As of right exactly. now, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, Ingram has to play long snapper now. The, the, the deep yeah. snapper right there, and and when you go ahead and you're able to make some moves and put some guys on IR, um, I think maybe that had a lot to do with that. Yeah, no, I, I and, and I agree with that. I think that was something as, you, as you're starting to move the pieces around because there's a lot of injuries to deal with, a lot of guys you're trying to still figure out. And, of course, you're also scouring the waiver wire as well because you had 31 other teams have a big roster dump. So you got to kind of kind of fish through everything to figure out, okay, is this a guy we can offer? Is it not? Aaron's going to be there. You know, kind of he's our insurance policy, but he gives us flexibility. Probably say, hey, Aaron, don't sign anywhere. We're coming back to get you. We just got to work some other things out, cross some T's and dot some I's. But other than that, I mean, it looks business as usual. I, um, you know, as I look through, there was nothing that really surprised me, I guess, in some of the other positions. Mm-hmm. You know, Antoine Woods, Chandler Wooten, you know, those pass rush types. I, I think you're happy with where you're at. Um, yeah, the tight ends, obviously, you know, Trey McBride was definitely going to be the most most coveted, like, okay, if we're going to cut in, if anybody, it's not going to be Trey McBride or Zach Kurtz. So, you, yeah, I mean, you feel really good about your top two there in the depth, so I see why you got rid of some of those tight ends. But uh, other than that, I mean, there's nothing that really just jumps out to me. Now, you know, obviously, Trace McSorley, that one kind of being one of one of note because it's a young QB, but you can bring him back on P-Squad. You don't need to keep three active quarterbacks on your roster at one time. So, I look at it and I'm like, eh, not a lot to see here. I mean, I think we talked about the ones that, that we saw, um, you know, that were very obvious, but everything else, I mean, looks standard, cutting down. All right, we come back. We'll go around the National Football League. One team may have too many quarterbacks. The other one doesn't seem to be sure that they have any quarterbacks. Maximum football continues next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum for Maximum for Please welcome us from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. Yeah, Max Starks is here for Maximum Football. We're going to go around the NFL, and uh, guys, we're going to start with the 49ers. It, when you when you bring back Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, on some level it makes sense. If something happens to Trey Lance, you got a pretty good quarterback as your backup. When Kyle Shanahan talks, though, it, it feels like the 49ers are like in their own little world, Max. Uh, this is Shanahan yesterday saying, yeah, we, we really we really cashed in finding Jimmy Garoppolo. Everybody was waiting for him to get cut. Like everyone was just waiting for us to cut them before that, so they could see how much they could get them for. Um, but once the last Saturday preseason game happened and no one got injured, then Jimmy thought this was his best situation where that he liked, and that's why we were so pumped because it's obviously a better situation for the Niners. Uh, we love getting Jimmy back. Yeah, I mean, you could have just kept him in the first place then if it was that big of a deal to you. <laughs> Absolutely, you Isley, like, what are you doing? You said what? Where do you begin on this one? Wolf, I I tell you, I I have no clue where you begin because... This was, this was a dumpster fire from, from, from the moment (laughs) go. Yeah. Because Jimmy got you to the playoffs last year. (laughs) Lest we not forget. And yes, yes, there was an injury involved, but to sit there and go, you know, all the way in on, 
it's going to be Trey Lance. He's he's the unequivocal starter. This is the Trey Lance era has started in in San Francisco. Blah 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 blah. And it's kind of like you know when, when when you initially break up with someone and then you like try and creep back into it. Like hey, so the grass was not as green as I hey. thought it was. I'm sorry. It, it it's me, not you. But uh, will you have me back, it, please? Uh, is that, please. I mean, is that honestly the way you did it when you were single, Max? Is that because <laughs> no listen, Wolf, we're, we're not going to delve into the uh, annals of history <laughs> for this one. Up. <laughs> but but just know that you know sometimes you, you have to have a mea culpa um, <laughs> and, and just admit you were wrong. You know, I'm the bigger man. I can admit when I'm wrong. You did something wrong. You know, hey, I th- I thought it looked like it was. Like it was going to be a good time. I mean, you know, I, but that ride it didn't turn out to be the ride that I was expecting on the roller coaster. It had a lot more drops than I thought. Well, so <laughs> here's here's another one from Shanahan. I'm pretty sure this is the one I'm looking for. We were always clear to Jimmy that him salary cap wise and stuff in a backup role um, and supporting Trey and that and if, if that worked for him, that was a no brainer for us. We just didn't think the chances of that were happen were, were going to happen, and um, it ended up being that way. And um, so when it was all said and done, even though it was pretty shocking to us, uh, yeah, we thought it was a win-win for both sides. Yeah, Kyle was actually doing that interview while uh, typing his novel on a Smith Corona typewriter. So that's that's. The I mean, that, that was that was definitely murder. She wrote typewriter right there. That wasn't even the quote I was looking for, though. Here's the quote from from Kyle Shanahan. This was, oh my God, Jimmy Garoppolo is available as a backup quarterback. It was pretty shocking for us. We thought it was a win-win for both sides. Unquote. Kyle. He's been on your team for, what, four years now? Yeah. He took you to the Super Bowl and almost took you to the Super Bowl again right. last year. Right. If you wanted him that badly, you could have just kept him in the first place. Yeah, and uh, you know what else, too? Why not invite him to minicamp? Even though he's... Even, <laughs> yeah. Why not invite him? I mean, this is Jimmy G. He took you to the Super Bowl. What do you say you go ahead as a teammate? He's under contract. What do you say you invite him? Yeah, just let him show up with a sling on, you know? Yes. If you're threatened by him throwing a ball. Now, now why do you think that would be, right? I mean, honestly, Max, why did they not want him at minicamp? You can't talk about this story until you address that. They didn't want him there for for the look of it all. Just the fact that they didn't want a reminder for Trey Lance or his teammates that, you know what, Jimmy G is still on this team. They, they they were obviously watching what happened in the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and Kyle Shanahan did not want to get Doug Peterson uh, in the situation. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of is we don't want you know it. it once again, I'm gonna go back to the whole relationship thing, right? It, it's it's when you're walking in the mall, and you know you don't want to see your ex looking better than you left them, right? <laughs> you don't want you don't want to see them doing better. That's a lot of than examples when you left Max. them. Uh, in this situation. Max, Max, did you date a lot? I mean, honestly, I, I don't see you doing well with the women. I mean... No, l- l- listen, listen. I, I th- thank God I outkicked my coverage with my wife. Because uh, it, it, it would have been, been tough sledding. Yeah. No, no. I, I definitely would have been the guy with the Hungry Man meals and some ramen noodles uh, you know, on deck. So I'm glad my wife straightened me up. But, but, you know, but it's just funny. Because that, that's the comparisons you see that pop in your head. And it's like... 
Come on. There were so many other ways you could have handled it. You handled this in literally the worst possible way you could possibly handle it. Uh, here, I want to stick with quarterbacks and we'll go over to football here since we have – over to football, over to Pittsburgh with since we have Max. This is uh, Mike Tomlin yesterday because there's no more preseason games. Time for a starting quarterback, right? You know, who's to say it's not settled? I'm just not making any announcements um, because it's fruitless for us. We just got work ahead of us, and, and, and so that's not kind of on our agenda to make any announcements to, to feed the beast. We don't care about the beast. Max, I'm assuming they must know internally at this point who their starter is. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he, you know, funny enough, on the college side of it, Brian Kelly's doing the same thing before his game against uh, uh, Florida State. So it's like it seems like the coaches are all like, if you had a quarterback competition, I'm not admitting who my starting quarterback is. Even though you know who my starting quarterback is, I'm not going to tell you because I'm not going to feed the beast unless I'm in Carolina and it's a Panther and it's Baker Mayfield talking about how he's going to beat up Cleveland. Yeah, but um, if but Brian Kelly that, waits no. too long to announce his quarterback, Jaden Daniels is going to transfer again. So he needs to like hurry up and do that. <laughs> oh, that was a oh, right there. Bazinga. There we go. But you know, yeah, but also very true. Why would you do it, man? <laughs> Why would you provide any aid, any comfort, any shelter? I say it all the time, but it's so true. Why would you ever let anyone know who they they need to prepare for? I, I don't know. To me, it makes sense. Uh, no, I, I, I'm in the same book. I mean, we know who 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 it should be and who is probably gonna be, but at the same time, I want you to I want you to game plan for everyone. Right. In my mind, if, if I'm Coach Tom, game plan for everyone because that's going to take you off of the main thing. It's going to distract you, and you're not going to be as clean and crisp getting extra reps at the one thing that you think is going to be. And you know, hey, because Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, and Mr. Trubisky all offer similar yet different skill sets. So if I, I would rather have you guessing for a little bit longer what it's going to be, because that's that, that's a big matchup right out the gates for Pittsburgh and going to Cincinnati to open on the road again. Maybe they're just not used to having to choose who the quarterback is, Max. I mean, they've had the same guy for what fifteen years, longer than that, with uh, with Big well, Ben there. I mean, he. Yeah. Big Ben was the quarterback when Max Starks was still in the league. You know, leather helmet days. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm just kidding. Hey, Wolf, I had to stick yeah. up for you. He kind of took a shot at you. It looks like I gave him a U-bar helmet. I mean, that was that was a modern era type of helmet. I didn't, I didn't go back to the leatherhead days. Are you kidding me, though? But I, you see, I know the law of the locker room. You don't rip a guy you don't love, okay? You yes, rip the dudes who you love. That's the law of the locker room. So I'll, I'll accept it in that can, can I just say one more thing, too, about the Jimmy Jimmy? Wait, is that why your response can to I? Max was, I can't imagine you were good with the ladies? Because I feel like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a well, that, that was, was a, a subtle jab. Right that was a subtle jab. Yeah, that was mean, very subtle. Say, well, he's talking about relations. I mean, mm. how much relational information and advice can we possibly get on this show? We get a lot of it from Max. So there's <laughs> that's why he's here. That. He's, well, he's had a lot of experience with the ladies. All apparently. right, go back to the 49ers. You were going to say okay, something about Jimmy Jimmy. Can I just say one? Another thing right here. Um, why were they going to get Nate Sudfeld? Why were they going to give him $2 million in March and then cut him? They did. It's guaranteed, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> it was yeah. guaranteed. So this was not their plan. And they cut him. And you've got Kyle Shanahan playing it off? Yeah. 
this is what we wanted all along. All along with Jimmy G. We just like Nate Sudfeld. Go back to that. No, it's a great point because they're 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 playing it off like we just really we like Nate Sudfeld. We saw him walking down the street. We're like, hey, Nate, we'll give you two million dollars, but deep down, we want to bring back Jimmy G, who we locked (laughs) out of the facility. We're just, you know what, buddy? Here's a golden parachute for you. That's not what the NFL is all about. Typically, no, Max. It's going to be like that meme of the Jets guy who, like, when he goes up to the uh, practice facility and and his key card doesn't work. Like, can you have can you have Jimmy G? Can you have a backup quarterback, but he's not allowed to practice with the team? Is that even an option? Uh, under COVID law, probably. Mm, okay. <laughs> Where you had the guys having the separate meeting rooms and they kind of stayed away from each other, especially after the whole Broncos debacle. Yeah, Jimmy, you stay maybe, on maybe Zoom. That'll work. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy on just stay Zoom. on Zoom. Because and, and you, uh, you know how... Um, I think it's at Phoenix Children's. They have those little robots where the kids can actually control the robot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's kind of like on Zoom. It has a screen so you can see them and they can see you and see what the robot's doing. Maybe they just do that for practice for Jimmy G. <laughs> they just let him sit in like some little control room with his robot. He comes out on the field and he's not physically there, but the robot is there is like pseudo him. And it just hands the ball off. It doesn't even throw the football. It just hands the ball off. Maybe that would work to make sure. But he, also, he gets traded, right? Doesn't he get traded midseason? <laughs> I know he has a no trade clause, but he to. could waive that. He could waive that. But here's the thing. I don't know if they're sold that Trey Lance will start the entire season. Well, that's, that's, that's a concern. problem, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a problem. No, there's, yes. All right, uh, yeah. Max going to stick around when we come back. Andy Isabella made the Cardinals 53-man roster. No, I'm not so sure he actually wants to be here. What's the future of the wide receiver? Max Starks will stick around. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.